Welcome to the latest edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshane Kenny. Well, early in the show, I want to deliver a message that I am very passionate about, and that's Eagle Club membership. As many of you know, the Eagle Club is a vital, vital source for the success of Southern Miss Athletics. Recently on uh, social media, the Eagle Club announced record membership numbers of 1,750 members. But if you ask me, that is not good enough. Uh, and what I'm going to get into is there's roughly about 5,000 or so uh, ex-athletes out there in the world that played for Southern Miss. And there is a glaring number of them that do not give back. So my message is pointed towards you. Um, it's a great time to be a part of Southern Miss. Basketball just had a tremendous year. Uh, baseball is, is an absolute machine and football is starting to win again. Uh, it is only $50 a year to join the Eagle Club. I mean, that's it. If you don't have the means for the $50, then get back your time. You know, get, give back a call to campus. Talk to the coaches, the players. They'd love to hear your stories and why Southern Miss is so great. So this is my plea to former athletes. It's a great time to be a part of Southern Miss, and it is a great time to give back. So let's start doing it now a lot more. Well, as you know, this show is big with interviews, and today it is an absolutely awesome interview. It comes with a guy who Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker said he has Southern Miss in his soul. Well, with all that said, my interview comes with our 11th president of the University of Southern Mississippi, Dr. Joe Paul. Today's interview comes with the 11th president in the history of the greatest university in America, to me, the University of Southern Mississippi. Uh, he's a man who's dedicated his entire career to Southern Miss. Uh, he bleeds black and gold. He's an absolute rock star on that campus and in Hattiesburg. So with all that said, I'm bringing you the one and only Dr. Joe Paul. And Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Marshan. It's good to see you. Oh, it's always good to see you. Always put a smile on my face. Absolutely. And uh, so I kind of want to get into how you got here. 2015, you retired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Dr. Bennett, you know, last year, uh, his departure opened up a void for the presidency. Right. And you loving your university like, you're, like you do, you felt the need to step in for that interim uh, presidency. So what made you feel like I got to come out of retirement and do this for Southern Miss? Well, you know, I was first called to be interim president when you're asked to be interim, you are not a candidate to be the permanent president. Um, and, and of course, I, uh, I just asked what limitations are there on an interim president? And when the commissioner and the trustees I spoke with said, there are none, go be the president. I said, I'm all in. As you know, Southern Miss calls, I'm going to answer. Uh, the more improbable part was once they launched the national search, um, uh, they came to campus, had some listening sessions, evidently really liked what we were getting done. And so the board itself reversed uh, track and asked me to become the 11th per permanent president of the university. That took a little more thought. I wasn't signing up for four years at the beginning, but, but now I'm like, give me four, give me more, let's roll. So a love of the institution is absolutely the sole reason. And I think it's a, a very important time, a crossroads time for us a time when we've got great opportunity and great challenges. And uh, I was called to lead and here I am. Yeah, and I was there in October of 2022 for the big uh, 
announcement. Uh, I was in a conference room and wall to wall, standing room only. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was like a pep rally announcing yeah. you as the president. How'd that make you feel, man? I mean, it was like an athletic environment announcing Dr. Joe yeah. Paul as the new president. It was a great day. Um, you know, certainly I was very humbled, but you know, the way that enthusiasm informs me is that people are hungry for Southern Miss to move forward, right? And so it was a great sort of press conference. Uh, then we went on national TV that night to a huge crowd in the rock and just beat the stew out of Louisiana, uh, the raging Cajuns. And so who could ask for more? Yeah, that night was great too. I was at that game also, man. And yeah. I don't know if it was a louder crowd for touchdowns or them announcing you as the president <laughs> at the rock. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, now, now, Dr. Joe, your motto is leave it better than you found it. Right. Explain what that motto means to you, man. Well, it means everything to me. You know, uh, every year for many, many years, I would speak to our incoming freshman class and I would challenge them not to think of this experience as transactional. You show up as a freshman, you order a diploma at the window like a Burger King. Four years later, you roll up, you get the diploma. But to see themselves as load-bearing members of a very special community, a very special culture, and that every student that passes through has an opportunity for Southern Miss to be better because they were there. You did that, Marshant Kenny. You did it certainly with your accolades on the playing field, but also just your, your, your visible love for the institution. And you, you still carry that today. And so, so I really believe in my heart of hearts that all of us uh, that are so gifted to work here, um, to study here, to teach here, or to be alums, uh, have an obligation to give back, to make it better because we were here. No, oh, absolutely. I love that motto, too. It's such a great, great yeah. phrase to use now. Now, Dr. Joe, I want people to get to know a little bit more about you. So if yeah. you don't mind, we do like a little 10-question rapid-fire thing right. and uh, kind of have a little fun with it. So if you don't mind, yeah. we'll do that right now. Yeah, I'm good with that. Awesome. Okay. So first up, the first question out of 10 is, what's your favorite food? Oh, I'm, I'm a big Italian food guy, whether it's pizza or lasagna, Italian food, number one. Easy. Italian. Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, what's your favorite band or artist? My current favorite band would be the Zac Brown Band. A uh, little, little, little bit of country, a little bit of Americana. But incredible musicianship, great songwriting, great vocals. Zac Brown Band. There you go. And what's your favorite song, maybe, if you have one in particular? Even easier. Center Field by John Fogarty. <laughs> I love that. Starts <laughs> out, put me in coach. I'm ready to play. All right, let's go with your favorite movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction. I love that. I love that movie. I love that movie. What's your favorite book? Oh, that's that's a hard one. So Larry Brown is a Southern author, Mississippi author, passed away prematurely a few years ago. And he wrote a novel called Fathers and Sons, or Father and Son. It's probably my favorite. I also love anybody, anything by John Steinbeck. Yeah. Very, very nice. What's your favorite sport? Baseball. Baseball, oh, there you go. Hey, you know, I love, <laughs> I love baseball too, but you know me, I'm a kind of a football guy, probably, I but I love that. We got a great baseball you. program. Now, we've yeah. had a lot of good Southern Miss slogans through the years, like 80s Eagle Fever, shoot the name of this show. Do you have a favorite Southern Miss slogan of all time? Yeah, I, I you know, it, it may sound cliche, but I really believe uh, Southern Miss to the top uh, says in, in one phrase what we're all about. You know, it, it, I, it, it speaks to our culture, a culture of grit and of setting audacious goals and pursuing them with passion and persistence. So 
I'm all about to the top. SMTTT. And, uh, and Joe, what's your favorite way to relax? Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I enjoy a great football weekend, watching sports. Uh, as far as really chilling out, probably uh, uh, an umbrella in the backyard, grilling out. I yeah. love that. And do you have a favorite vacation spot? Uh, I'm kind of a beach guy. Yeah. Love the beach. Yeah. And uh, what may be your favorite thing to do in Hattiesburg? Attend Southern Miss Athletic Events, Marshan. I love it. I, I, I agree with that one. So thanks for the quick uh, 10 rapid fire, getting to know more well, about your president. There's another important question you didn't ask. What was that? What's my favorite number? Well, hopefully it'd be 43, but you don't have to say that, right? It's 43. Yeah, my man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate yeah. that. So that was fun right there. Get to know more about uh, Dr. Yeah. Joe Paul. So uh, a little bit of your history, man, a Bay St. Louis native. And uh, you graduated from Southern Miss, your undergrad in 75, got your master's from there in 78. What was it like going to Southern Miss back in a kind of a fun decade like the 70s? Well, it was it was definitely different. Right. Um, Southern Miss would really start to come on it into its own, uh, I think at about the time the Nash DeBunch and Bobby Collins and, and those guys arrived, you know? So we were before that, you know? And so at that time, it was a bit of a suitcase college, but there was fun to be had, you know? I joined Sigma Nu Fraternity. I played every intramural sport known to man. I was a sports writer with the student prince. And, and so even then, Southern Miss was a place that let you be you, that you got personal attention. I got a ton of academic support. I was in the Honors College, and I don't regret a day of that. And in 1985, you got your uh, PhD from Alabama, and you were the most outstanding doctoral <laughs> student. How, how was that award, man, the guy on campus? <laughs> well, that was um, most unexpected. Uh -huh. and we'll have to talk about this in another episode, but I actually did my dissertation on, uh, on uh, Division I student-athletes uh, in football and basketball men, and um, trying to study factors that led to uh, academic success or lack of academic success. And, and so that got some attention around the country and it was a lot of fun. Majority of your career, all your career basically has been about Southern yeah. Miss. 40 years as a student administrator. How was that uh, being a student administrator for so, so long, just really interacting with students and making such an impact for, for that amount of time frame? Well, it's been the blessing of my life, Marchand. You know, you establish these relationships with students. Uh, you maybe help them out just a little bit along the way. And then you see them go into the world and do extraordinary things. And you maintain those relationships and friendships for, for a lifetime. So, so now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting, uh, uh, in some cases, uh, high school students uh, whose grandparents worked with me at Southern Miss. <laughs> That's very cool. Now, while you were student administration, uh, you know, the president when I was even there in the 90s was Dr. Aubrey K. Lucas, you know, and he's a beloved figure at the Southern Miss world. How is it working with that, that close with Dr. Aubrey K? Oh, I, I would say that um, that he is uh, very much uh, a beloved friend, uh, the greatest mentor I ever had, the greatest example of being a leader but continuing to be a gentleman, to be a good listener, to account for all folks in the room. Uh, I could never say enough about him. Uh, certainly the greatest president in Southern Miss history. And we've had a lot of great ones. I worked for five of them for 21 years. Uh, he transformed this from a regional school 
to a respected national uh, research university. He's he's number one. He's on my Mount Rushmore of uh, Southern Miss people. Oh, I love that. And he's also the king of the bow ties, man. He's, oh, yeah. uh, he's the yeah. best bow tie in the business. Absolutely. Now, uh, we're, we're kind of, you know, everybody knows about your passion about Southern Miss. And I guess it really, when I when I think about you, it came full force last year at the Tulane football game, yeah. which was a huge win for us. And I'll get to my <laughs> point right here. So we're winning the game. It's obviously yeah. going to win. And I'm up in the stands with a ton of Southern Miss fans. And in the distance, I see this sign, make some noise. And I'm like, <laughs> who's that walking this way? And then this rumble came in the audience. It's Joe Paul. And I mean, it was like a rock star. Cause I tell you what, yeah, this sign makes some noise. And when yeah. Joe Paul tells you to make some noise, you make some noise. And uh, how was that moment right there at Tulane with these fans just coming at you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, it, it was a special night there, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't help myself. I had to get down there and help the cheerleaders and, and, um, you know, when you look at that night, what it felt like to me is just this sort of resurgence, you know, that we are back. I think Will Hall is the right guy at the right time for Southern Miss. He's doing things the right way. And, you know, that was an old rivalry, right? And that we, most of the time, Marchant truly dominated. And, and you know, that's a team that would end up in the, in the top 10, I guess, after the bowl game. I think in hindsight, I wonder how we ever stopped that running back they've got that ran all over uh, Southern Cal in the uh, Cotton Bowl. But a real special night, and I hope I didn't get too enthusiastic and jumping out of the stands and leaving. If if anybody doubted that that Joe Paul's a rock star, just look at this video. I mean, it's literally like it's almost like a rock concert, people reaching out for you to make a little bit more noise, you know, because Joe Paul told you to. It it was just an awesome moment, man. But, yeah, so kind of getting into athletics, I mean, the future of the campus, the future of Southern Miss, I mean, the tie-in with athletics and the importance of that, I mean, just just how much do you stress the importance of athletics for the future of Southern Miss? Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredibly important. And one of my five major priorities uh, is, is to make this transition to the Sun Belt successful. And Southern Miss can be in a position to be in the, in the college football playoffs in a few years. I'll explain that if you want. But uh, athletics and the arts are Southern Miss's front porch. And we're blessed to be so good in both of those, right? And, uh, you know, it helps uh, generations of students create memories that stay with them a lifetime. You know, I was a young employee when we tied Alabama in Birmingham 13 to 13, and we beat them the next year in Tuscaloosa. And I'll remember that for the rest of my life. And I'm getting up there in, in years, right? So it is our front porch. It, it, our athletic programs exemplify our culture of grit, that just like in academics, just like our, our graduates, that our, our sporting teams at their best create these audacious goals. You know, you can't dominate Ole Miss Mississippi State for 10 years in the 1980s. Well, hide and watch. We're gonna dominate them so much they'll refuse to play us anymore. And that's what happened, right? You know, you can't take that, that, that bunch of uh, Bowers great defense and go to the Liberty Bowl and, and beat a nationally ranked team from Pittsburgh, well, hide and watch. Not only beat them, you just trolled them. I mean, you just rolled them. So <laughs> it's so important to our culture. And you just look at what Jay Ladner did this year. Last year, we won seven games. 
were, were picked last in the new Sunbelt Conference. And we turn around, we win 25 and win the conference championship. We sell out a Thursday night game against Louisiana in the Reed Green Coliseum. That's audacious. That's Southern Miss Grit. Athletics is so important. We are so blessed. We've got the best athletic director in the country for us in Jeremy McLean. And I'm going to do everything in my power as president of this institution to support his agenda, to support our coaches, and to support our programs. Oh, you hit on a great topic right there, too, with Jeremy McLean. I think he's done an outstanding job for us. And uh, just, you know, if you don't mind uh, talking a little bit more about the impact that Jeremy McLean's made over there with, with the athletic program. Yeah. You know, he's just he's a person of incredible integrity. Uh, he's a gentleman. He treats all people the same. He cares about every sport, revenue and non-revenue. But Jeremy McLean has those gritty aspects of his life. He grew up in a small town in North Mississippi. He went to Delta State, became a Division II All-American pitcher. He scrapped through the minor leagues. He, he was an athletic director at Delta State. He was an associate at Southern. He went to Troy, and he came back. To be successful as an athletic director at Southern Miss, you've got to be comfortable with scarcity. You know, if you've only worked in a place that can't spend all the money they have, you will not be successful here. Uh, but, but he's relentless. And now he's got a plan and a vision. If you haven't looked at the five-year plan, the facilities plan uh, for Reed Green, for baseball, for all the sports, um, he knows where he's going and he knows how to get there. And he hires great coaches and he lets them coach. Oh, I love that. Yeah, every time I, I interact with, with Jeremy, it's just a, an awesome feeling. You can tell he, he just looks the party, acts the party, talks the party, walks the party. He's doing a great job for us at Southern Miss. So I do want to backtrack something you said right there, too, with the athletic impact. I mean, the, the college football playoff is expanding to 12 teams coming up in the near future. Uh, what kind of impact would that make on Southern Miss and just uh, enrollment, what have you? You think if we actually got into a playoff game and got that kind of exposure? So think about it. I think it's 2025. Uh, it's coming up. The playoffs expand to 12 teams. A lot of people don't know. Of course, the Power Five conference, you know, their, their league champions will have automatic bids. But the conference champion in the highest rated non-Power Five groups will automatically get a bid as well. So if that had been in place this year, the Sunbelt champion, Troy, wasn't it? Um, would have been in the college playoffs. So think about this. Will Hall's coming into his third year. We're going to be terrific this year. The next year is going to be the fourth year. And then he's in the fifth year. That's 2025. If we win that conference and, and the Sun Belt continues to be the best non-power conference, we're there. <laughs> it's yeah. not unrealistic, right? And yeah. you get there one time, Marshan, it changes the landscape forever. You don't even have to win. Yeah. Now, you know, I wouldn't want to be playing us, you know, with our, you know, our grit, uh, but it changes the landscape forever. There have been universities. When Clemson first won a national title in the 80s under Danny Ford, uh, the next fall, their applications for admission for general enrollment quadrupled. Wow. <laughs> that's an impact. That's, that's the impact of athletics right there. Yeah. Speaking of the Sun Belt, too, a little bit more, um, 
I got to be honest, when I followed Conference USA, especially towards the last years, I really didn't care a lot of what happened with the other teams in it. I just kind of lost interest. With the Sun Belt now, all of a sudden, like I live in Lafayette, man, I, I want the Cajuns to do well. I want, you know, Coastal to do well because this Sun Belt, it's, a, it's the fun belt. It literally is. And it's, it's created a new environment for conference uh, for us and a lot more care, it seems like, from, from a conference. And uh, so just one more time, you don't mind divulging on the uh, impact okay. of the Sun yeah, I think it's one of the most significant positive moves uh, we've made in the history of Southern Miss Athletics and as an institution. Uh, you're right, Conference USA, when we began in it was one thing, and when we were, as we were departing, it was something altogether different. Um, and I credit Jeremy McClain for making that bold move, and we also need to credit our 10th president, Rodney Bennett, who had a big role in that. I told him the other day, I saw him at the basketball tournament, and I said, that, that will go down as a very important part of your legacy, Dr. Bennett. So it's, you know, on every front, let's just talk economics. Just the travel alone, will probably save a half a million dollars over Conference USA travel this year. Uh, there are natural rivalries for us, right? With Louisiana Lafayette, with South Alabama, with Troy, with on and on and on. And there's some beautiful locales. Who won't want to go to Appalachian State this fall and watch the Eagles play up in the mountains? I went to the Coastal Carolina baseball series last weekend. Beautiful place, highly competitive team. So it's been a major move for us. Uh, that conference also has great leadership. Commissioner Keith Gill, working out of New Orleans, is one of the finest uh, athletic conference commissioners I've, I've experienced in a long career. It's the right place to be at the right time. No, absolutely. And, uh, and speaking of future stuff, uh, you know, a very important uh, item for athletics is Eagle Club membership. What are some things that we can do as a university or, you know, even this show, if you need me, ways to get more ex-player engagement uh, at, at those uh, areas of, of things like Eagle Club? Yeah, well, certainly, you know, all Eagle Club dollars go to fund student-athlete scholarships, okay? And so if we can get to the point, as a few schools are, where literally all of those scholarships are funded through private donations, uh, that will mean that the university doesn't have to supplement that amount, which helps the whole institution, not just the athletic program. So nothing is more critical, right? And so, uh, you know, the, we're seeing dramatic increases already, right? Eagle Club had a, a record number, record dollar amount in the fall. Uh, our football season tickets got back to a place that had not been since Fedora left, right? Uh, you saw what happened in basketball. The entire stadium in baseball is sold out. So we're trending in the right direction. And, and I, 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 you know, you ask about former players. That's a great question. I wish I had the answer to it. But we need more ambassadors like you to reach out to your buddies who've been successful in life and get them back in the fold, you know, uh, I don't think you guilt people into investing. I think you've got to just make it so compelling, so exciting uh, that, that they want to. And I'll tell you a little secret. Um, winning doesn't hurt anything. That's <laughs> true. Sort of so we've got to consistently, you know, be excellent, you know, on the playing fields, the courts, the track, those places. And we can do that because we're mm -hmm. Southern Miss. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and just to talk a little bit more, too, about some facility upgrades, maybe here we might be building yeah. there. Uh, what, what are some of the top items on your list that uh, for athletics that maybe might need to get that, might need to get this done? Yeah, well, uh, again, Jeremy uh, and, and colleagues have laid out a beautiful master plan. Uh, and I would say that the two areas that are highest on our list in general mm-hmm. are uh, continued upgrades to Reed Green Coliseum. And we've, we've, we're accumulating some local tax dollars. The city of Hattiesburg partnered with us and, and you know they did a, a tourism restaurant tax and we're getting half of that every year, stacking that toward that uh, for Reed Green Coliseum, a new facade, new lighting, new scoreboards, new configurations over time. It'll have to be phased, right? Because that's the most utilized large building uh, in South Mississippi. Uh, and and then then right along with that is is the peak, you know. I mean, we've just got unprecedented success in baseball, and uh, we've got beautiful plans for that place. Uh, it's not about doubling the size of the peak. I like that we're sold out, but we've got to add some. But we can make it more aesthetically attractive. Uh, we can make it more comfortable, you know, by putting some awnings over it. Uh, we can make the roost experience even better. So we got a lot of big plans there, but those are just two. Uh, you know, we also must continually be um, vigilant that as we invest in any sport, uh, that that we're we're doing it in an equitable way around women's athletics and men's. And so for for the regreen, of course, that automatically serves both men's and women's basketball. But as we look at the peat and improvements, we must and we will look at softball and what we can do there and soccer and what we can do there. And I want to just get off track real quick from athletics, as I know this is a big topic for you, the uh-huh. USM Gulf Coast, the Southern Miss Gulf Coast campus. Uh, I read where create more coastal academic programs to create more coastal jobs that would drive enrollment. If you don't uh-huh. mind talking real quick about that Gulf Coast campus for Southern Miss. Yes. Yeah, so um, we have been, uh, we're the only dual campus uh, in the system of, of IHL in Mississippi uh, with, a, with a, a campus at our Gulf Park location in Long Beach, Mississippi, one of the most beautiful campuses anywhere in the country. It's got the old live oaks. It looks out over the water. It's, it's pristine. But we've got to grow the enrollment there, right? And it is not a residential campus. It's a campus that needs to serve the, the needs of coastal people. And I grew up in Bay St. Louis. So I grew up you know, smelling the salt in the air and, and understanding the rhythms of the Gulf and, the, and literally the incoming, the outgoing tides. And people that grow up on, on the coast, especially multi-generation people, Marchand, they don't want to leave the coast. They don't, want, they don't want to, I mean, I've had students come to Hattiesburg and be so homesick to be at the coast and miss the fishing so much, you know, that, that they went back home. So our, our strategy is to focus on academic programs for coastal people, right? Coastal programs for coastal people for coastal jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news about Southern Miss Gulf Coast is we have literally become the research, innovation, and economic development gateway to the Gulf of Mexico and the blue economy. That's an economy that globally is gonna grow to $3 trillion annually uh, by 2030. So it's not way down the road. And we've got research centers from Stennis Space Center to the Port of Gulfport, to Point Cadet, to Ocean Springs and the Gulf Coast Research Laboratory. 
And we are right there poised. And it's already creating high paying jobs on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And so that's that's the focus there. And we're gonna be relentless in, in growing our enrollment down there. We really must. And currently a big deal for us, there's a $150 million campaign going on for Southern Miss. If you don't mind talking about that, because that is a lot of money, Joe, and that is a big deal. So please uh, share, share your thoughts on, on that current campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you think about any, any university, your sources of income uh, primarily are tuition and fees, state appropriations, and private dollars. And so, you know, the, the, the nature of the way things are is that tuition and fees and state appropriations keep us, keep, keep the lights on, keep us running. But it's those private dollars that can be that measure of excellence where you can do something more, something better, something distinctive, something unique. And so, you know, Southern Miss doesn't have the luxury of having been a university, you know, for 200 years. Um, so we've got to work a little harder in that area. So we launched this capital campaign before I got back called Give Wing with a $150 million goal, the highest goal in our institution's history. And as of the end of February, we had raised $141 million. hundred million of that is toward academics, such as scholarships, facilities, professorships, and, and, uh, and 41 of it or so is in, in athletics. So the goal for that campaign was to finish it in next year. But we're gonna kick through that door, I predict, by the end of this year. And, and, and that's a great testament to our people who are choosing to invest back in Southern Miss. And then we'll turn right around and celebrate that. You know, it's called Give Wing, right? So I, I've already thought that the next thing we need to, to challenge our people to do is, okay, we've given wing. Now let's fly higher. Let's fly higher. I love yeah. that. Uh, kind of a fun talk right here too. Uh, it's baseball season and they're doing their thing again. I mean, nonstop series sweeps and wins. Here we go. Uh, the right field roost, man, it's, it's taken on its own persona through the years. What, what are your thoughts on that good old right field roost out there? Oh, I love it. I, you know, I was there at the creation. So my buddies and I uh, bought a couple spots back in the, in the early 80s, you know, when it was just, in fact, I, I remember, don't tell anybody this. Well, I'm telling everybody. You know, <laughs> I might have sawed down a couple of pine tree saplings, you know, to keep my view pristine way back in the day. But you look at it now, it's just literally taken off and there's a waiting list as long as for anything. So my son, Daniel, who, you know, uh, who's 30 years old, lives in Columbia, South Carolina. He says, I don't care what else you do, but don't ever give up that roof spot because uh, I'm taking it when I get back to Hattiesburg. So it is a special phenomenon. Our baseball program, you know, this is what happens when you create a, a true culture and then you, you, you intentionally pass that culture along. So Hill Denson passed it to Corky Palmer. Corky Palmer passes to Scott Berry. When Scott is done, and I hope that's many years from now, he'll pass it on to the next one. Um, you know, we're going to be in the postseason again. We're heating up. I mean, we're really starting to hit the ball. And uh, we, we got, we, I'm really looking forward to how this thing plays out. Oh, heck yeah. And I, I got a question to you because you had to deal with, uh, you know, pandemic on campus, COVID, just like every campus in America. Yeah. How has student involvement been on campus, athletics, academically, socially, that you find uh, post-COVID? Yeah, that's a great question and a real high priority of mine. So, so, you know, my major priorities are to grow enrollment, right? 
to maintain and enhance our Carnegie Research One uh, status. The third is to create a student life experience for our students that is unique, uh, that is distinctive, and that is second to none. And so those two years really did set us back, not just us, but anywhere. So you basically have, if you think about it, right? Uh, you know, students that for two years didn't know what the Southern experience was. And so we've got to re-educate them about that, right? We've got to recreate that. We can't just say, we'll just keep doing what we've done. Everybody will come back. It's not how it works. Because now you've also got kids that got disengaged in high school from COVID. And so you've got to just really start. And 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 I'm working hard on that every day. And, and we're going to get it back. And we're going to make it even better than it's ever been. Yes. Uh, and it really is. I can see it, it you know, every time I come back to campus. Um, well, I, I got to tell you a good quote that I saw, man, from Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker one time. He said, Joe Paul has Southern Miss in his soul, man. And, uh, you know, I think the vibes, it was just a cool quote. I loved it coming from the mayor. And, you know, during our conversation, everybody knows you here. You know, you just see it. You, you just bleed black and gold. So with all that said, I mean, any great words uh, from for the Southern Miss Nation from the great Dr. Joe Paul to close this out? Well, you know, Toby's a former student of mine. Um, uh, I, I worked with him very closely when he was a campus leader and because um, I was retired, was also able to help him when he ran for mayor and he's transforming the city of Hattiesburg. This is a destination university, man. There's stuff going on in Hattiesburg all the time. Live music, interesting food, all kinds of art. And of course, at the heart of it, the University of Southern Mississippi. So, so my, my, my words to those that follow you, and I know there are many, is thank you. You know, when you engage in Marchant's podcast, you're engaging with Southern Miss because that's all it's about, right? Um, we need everybody under the tent. We need everybody pulling in the same direction. And we need to focus on all that we can be. We're not chasing somebody else. We want to be distinctive. We want to be different. We want people to understand the Southern Miss brand, the Southern Miss culture, the Southern Miss experience. And that will attract the Marshant Kennys of the world. That will attract the Toby Barkers of the world to our campus. Because those are people that, that, that dare to take on that gritty culture, right? That, yeah, I want to fight and scrap and claw anywhere, anyone, anywhere, anytime on your shirt, name of your podcast. Um, we, we just need people to, to engage and, and, you know, speak a good word about Southern Miss everywhere you go. Here's what I don't have time for. I don't have time for the naysayers and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with the naysayers and the critics. I say, get in the arena, get in here in this tussle with us and together let's take it to the top. Oh, yeah. The great words right there. I couldn't have said any better. And uh, you can see the passion. You can see the love for Southern Miss from a guy who has dedicated his career, his life to Southern Miss. And I mean, we couldn't have a better leader. I mean, like I said, literally, we got a rock star uh, in the presidency right now. And I mean, I'm so proud to call you my friend also on top of that. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Joe Paul, it was an absolute honor to have you on my new show today. And I can't thank you enough. And I look forward to seeing you around campus pretty soon, hopefully. Well, uh, I thank you. You're one of my all-time favorites. Your personal story is one of grit, you know. Uh, and I know a lot of people helped you along the way, but man, you set audacious goals and you didn't let anything stop you. And so I couldn't be more proud of you, Marchant. 
Well, I mean, that means the world to me. You're going to make me cry, Joe. Stop it. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm supposed to be a tough guy, man. Don't do that to me. <laughs> so yeah. but I can't thank you enough, man. And I, I, I think a great ending to this, a perfect ending would be Dr. Joe Paul and me giving you a Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. To the top. Thank All you. Right. I'll see you soon. I mean, wow, did I enjoy catching up with our president, Dr. Joe Paul. Well, as many of you know, Southern Miss baseball is an absolute machine. And there's one guy who's been hitting bombs out of so many parks this season. It's our home run leader, Slade Wilkes. And Slade's here to tell you some of his favorite Southern Miss moments. What's up, guys? My name is Slade Wilkes. I've been blessed to have uh, many awesome experiences uh, since I've been here at USM, starting off with my freshman year. As a opening day starter, as a freshman, that was something, you know, I'll never forget. And then later in that year, I had some really awesome pinch hit opportunities and some success with some home runs and big situations. And then going into sophomore year, uh, becoming an everyday starter, something that I dreamed about, you know, coming into uh, USM. And then you go to the uh, regional, you know, many people didn't give us a uh, uh, chance when that we went down had to win three straight games had to win a doubleheader on Sunday and then beat LSU twice and you know that's something I'll never forget that just shows what kind of program we have here and you know after that the uh the feeling of running down to the roost and celebrating with everybody was really awesome and just you know between the regional and the super regional and just the way the fans were for two straight weeks in Hattiesburg is something I'll never forget. Well, thanks so much for sending that story into the show, Slade Wilkes. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we're on a push for a thousand plus subscribers as YouTube limits us to what we can do on that platform and really get the Southern Miss name out there. So I'm going to ask you to do something that's absolutely free and easy to do. Take a second out of your day and head over to our YouTube channel, Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime, and press that subscribe button. We recently heard of the horrible news of the passing of three-time Olympic champion and former Golden Eagle great, Tori Bowie. So for all those that loved her, our thoughts and prayers are with you at this time. <laughs>